Good morning. Pray with me this morning. Pray with me this morning. Father God, we thank you so much for the day that we'd come into your house. We ask that you would help us, Father, come this morning with a spirit of worship, a spirit of adoration that we would understand more and more in our own lives, Father, how to call upon you, allow you to live in our lives, Father, allow us to submit ourselves to you, Father. We don't quite understand it. We thank you this time of the year, Father, maybe many times in the year, Father, that you remind us, Father, of your great love, and we worship, and we pray, and we lift you up. But help us to be better at it. Help us to be mindful, Father, of the things that you've called us to in life, other than our own life, in our own way, in our own path. Thank you, Father. We come to worship this morning, Father. Speak to our hearts. Use us today, Father that you would use us to advance the kingdom of God through our spirits, through our lives, through our actions, through our attitudes. We pray these things in your most precious and holy name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is good to be able to share with you this morning. I won't say preach because I am not a preacher. I'm uh, glad to share with you this morning, grateful for the opportunity always to be able to share this morning. And so this morning I come sharing my heart with you. And yesterday morning I got up bright and early. It was Christmas Day. I decided I was going to take a walk before the storm hit. Family coming in, grandkids coming in, a lot going on. So I thought I'd take a walk bright and early, left about 7 o'clock from the house, decided to walk around the block with one dog. That was not a good idea. A little bit of chaos going around the neighborhood with a dog. Come back around, grab another dog, and decide to take that dog as well. So I go around the block again, more chaos. Finally decided to come back home, grab the third dog. I know, it's lots of dogs at our house. Third dog, take another walk, and I thought I was going to have a peaceful walk. I was a glutton for punishment. Three walks, three dogs, three times around the neighborhood, and a lot of, a lot of chaos. And so... Didn't really start the way I wanted it to, but at the same time, I was grateful for the walk, enjoyed the time, enjoyed the time to be away, because in my Hispanic family, and by the way, I'm headed to my mom's tomorrow, in my Hispanic family, the noise will begin. Mom is 97 years old, but she still knows how to party. She will be busy. She'll be cooking. She'll be cooking. As a matter of fact, I asked on the phone the other day, I said, have you made tamales? I've already made tamales. They're ready to go. So mom has tamales for me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to enjoy them myself and look forward to the nap as well. But you know what? As we celebrate this time of the year, and by the way, I'm, I'm really one of those persons that is very um, emotional, a very uh, warm, fuzzy type of guy. I enjoy the time of being together with family and friends and just the fellowship, and I enjoy that. As a matter of fact, I would like for you just real quickly, I, this is really still, for me, it's a continuation of Merry Christmas. This, I'm still celebrating. Tomorrow is the tamale day, so I'm celebrating still. So would you just turn around and say Merry Christmas to someone real quick? Just tell them Merry Christmas. Do that real quickly. So I must tell you that the chaos did hit my house yesterday about noon. My daughter came in with the two grandkids, grandsons, three years old, just turned three years old, and a nine-month-old, nine-month-old, is that right? Micah and Luke came into the house, and the chaos began. And of course, I wanted to be a part of all of it. I enjoyed every bit of it, as a matter of fact. 
As we began to open up presents last night, about 6 o'clock, we decided to finally have Christmas after we ate together, enjoyed the time together. We began Christmas presents and all of that. And listen, I just got to tell you this, in spite of all the chaos that's going on in the house, lots of noise, lots of things going on, and the grandkids and in-laws and all that going on, in spite of all that, my little grandson, Micah, three years old, he had his heart and his mind focused on one thing. Can you imagine what that was? Not opening presents. He was very set on and committed to picking up every bit of trash in the room. <laughs> he was on a mission. I finally had to get a trash bag and he wanted to collect every, he wouldn't care, but he didn't care about one bit about the presents. It was not the presents. We kept saying, would you like to open a present? No, I got to get the trash picked up. As I think about that a little bit, even this morning, as I begin to think about that a little bit, in spite of all the disruptions in our life, it seems to me it should be the kind of attitude and spirit that we should all have as we worship and adore the King. Amen? Amen. You see, so many times in our lives, as we walk along this path of Jesus Christ, we are so consumed with all that's going on in our life. And it's good things. It's not bad things at all. It's good things. God has blessed us in many ways and given us great families and opportunities to be involved in life around us. But let me just tell you, there's lots of times that we let life around us become the most important part of our life, that we forget the most important part of our, our life, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad that God used Micah yesterday, more, yesterday, last night, matter of fact, to remind me of how I need to pay attention to God in my life and worship and adore him. As I think about this Christmas 2021, I am drawn to the idea of how far my worship has been away from God in 2021. We have lived in a spirit of fear. We've lived in a spirit of doubt and confusion and division and lots of things going on in our life that have pulled us away from this idea of worshiping our Heavenly Father. Even as a church, we are distracted many times by all the activities and things that we think we must do, that we are pulled away from following our Heavenly Father. I love this song. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. We have to stop. We have to think about the opportunity we have to worship the King. This morning, I'd like to share with you out of a scripture that you read many, many times out of Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I'm reading out of the NIV this morning, and it's a well-known scripture that you read many, many times. But let me remind you one more time, Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? 
We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people, chief priests, and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is the Christ that was born? In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from the, from the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they heard the, the king, after they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was born. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed on coming to the house. They saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. As we look at this this morning, when we truly worship the king, there will come about a reaction in our life, and there comes about a reaction every time we talk about it in our life. Anytime that we ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord of our life, anytime that we ask him to be involved in our life, anytime that we allow him to live in our life, there will be a reaction. It'll cause a situation in your life. a matter of fact, when you mention Jesus Christ to people around you, it causes turmoil, disturbance. It causes problems. It causes people to question who you are. It begins to take, they begin to take notice of the talk that you are talking, the walk that you are walking. They begin to look at you and observe you and watch you. A few days ago, we decided to take nine of our neighbors around us, just a gift. It was amazing to me that all nine of those neighbors that we took, that took this bread, it was what it was, to them. As we had a chance just to visit with them briefly, and let me just tell you this, we just told them that we were praying for them and wanted to come by and bring them a gift. And it was amazing to me that every single one of those people that we visited with wanted to talk a little bit. Not just a little bit, but wanted to talk a lot. Wanted to take our time. They were curious about why we were doing this. And by the way, anytime we do something in the name of God, it causes a reaction. And this story is a great example of that. As a matter of fact, as you look at it a little bit further, we understand that when you live your life for Jesus Christ, you will cause a reaction. Matthew tells the story of the birth of Jesus to reveal something about Jesus, not only that it happened, but to reveal something, to manifest something to us. And so this morning, as we look at this scripture a little bit, Christ is revealing himself to us and helping us understand where does he stand in your life? By the way, it's not just a time that you come and just be a part of the church, that you sit in church that you take part in the activities of the church. As a matter of fact, God is revealing himself to you that you would make a move, that you would make a difference, that you would have a chance to share Jesus Christ with the world around you. And so every single day, we have this opportunity, as a matter of fact, to cause a reaction in the world around us. 
As we look at this scripture a little bit further, the kingdom of Christ will cause a disturbance. And by the way, as I talked about this disturbance in our home the other day, I'm looking forward to the disturbance that I'll have in my mom's house. But let me just tell you this. When you talk about Jesus, whether it be H-E-B or Walmart or wherever you go, you will cause a disturbance. There's one particular neighbor. As we had a chance to visit with him a little bit, she told me where she was from. They had moved here just recently, and I told her I was a pastor. Went right past her. <laughs> no pun intended there. Just... Sabrina eventually says that we are involved in a life group and didn't phase her. I said one more time before I left, I'm a pastor at a church and didn't phase her. Let me tell you this also, when you speak about Jesus Christ, and this is even true among people that go to church, it makes no difference to them. You see with Herod, and matter of fact, the city that he was in, Bethlehem, it caused not only Herod to have this great disturbance, but also the city itself. Herod, a matter of fact, was very insecure. By the way, Herod was named by the Roman Senate to be the king of the Jews. And so here comes another king along announcing, where can we find this king? And Herod began to worry. And any time anybody came against Herod the Great, he had them killed. So this is another time, a matter of fact, that has come upon him where he, he realizes, listen, there's another king that has come. And I remember as a kid, I was one of the biggest kids in my block that we would play this game called King of the Hill. Since I was one of the biggest kids, I was on that hill quite a bit. I stood there a long time, but there was one day, by the way, when a Mike Hollinsworth came along. He was bigger. I didn't stay on that hill very long. But let me just tell you this, when you, when you ask Jesus Christ to be the king of your life, let me just tell you this, all of a sudden there is a disturbance in your life. Luke 14, 26 says this, it says, if you do not love, if you do not hate your mother, brother, father, your wife, your children, yes, even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. You see, there's a division, there's a problem when you ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and King of your life, there will be a disturbance. The problem is that you and I are so content with living this life on a half of Christ and half my own way that, again, there's still a disturbance. Lord, I want to live for you, but I also want to do my own things. I want to live my own life. I choose to do it this way, Lord, so let me live my life. And let me just say this, you'll never be satisfied. James 1.8 says a double-minded man is unstable in all he does. So it is with our life. So it was with King Herod in Jerusalem. They were all disturbed. Jesus was born in this world, and immediately they began to react. Not only King Herod, but Jerusalem. By the way, they knew King Herod. They knew what kind of madman he was. And so all of Jerusalem was affected when King Herod was affected. When you live your life for Jesus Christ, you'll affect people. Amen? Amen. You will. When you choose to follow him, when you choose to, be, to place him in the right place of your life, when you choose to allow him to be the Lord of your life, you will affect people around you. 
You will be a light that will draw others to him. Herod's reaction to Christ is in a sense a picture of us all. We're not so sure that we want him to be on the throne of our life. Why is it so difficult for us to just take time to read his word? Why is it so difficult for us just to take time to pray? Why is it so difficult, as a matter of fact, that for us to come into the church house? You know, all of a sudden when COVID-19 hit, it seemed like all the church disappeared for a while. And I understand but at the same time, it's also given good reason for lots of people to say, I think I'll do my own thing. You see, when you ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, when you ask him to be the king of your life, as a matter of fact, you give him complete control of your life. He's Lord of your life. And by the way, when you allow him to be Lord of your life, you will cause a disturbance and on the other hand, if you look at this scripture again, it goes on to say this. It says, where can I find the king of the Jews? He called together the chief priests, the scholars, those that understand the Bible. He called them together and he said, where can I find this king of the Jews? Wasn't it interesting that these scholars of the Bible were, knew exactly where Jesus could be found, and yet they had no appeal at all? It made no difference. They were disinterested in knowing where he would be found didn't want to go themselves. As we look at this reaction, not only of Herod, of hatred and hostility, now we look at this reaction of the Pharisees and the religious leaders that they showed great indifference. They didn't even care to go themselves. I don't know about you, but you probably know some people, a matter of fact, that are indifferent to Christ Jesus. They really don't want to know much about, about him. They understand it's Christmas time and we worship the son that has come to this earth, but they want nothing to do with him. Maybe that's true of our lives as well. It's just a certain religious act that we do every once in a while that we come to church. I'm just going to do this as a religious act, but really, let me just tell you this, because Jesus Christ really should be on the throne of your life, it is causing a great disturbance in your life. And then there were these three wise men, the Magi. By the way, the Magi coming from the east, from Persia, wise men, soothsayers, magicians, astrologers, lots of ideas, commentaries, thoughts, scholars that have about these men, men that were very searching for the truth. Let me say it again, men who were searching for the truth. It seemed to me as I visited with lots of my neighbors the other day, some of the conversations that I had with my neighbors was really people searching for something different in their lives. Last week at the food pantry, before we closed it up, a young Hispanic lady that only spoke Spanish came that day really not looking for anything but food. Lots of times when these families come to our place, they, they come with their heads down, in some ways just embarrassed, first of all. She came looking for food, got her food, got, her, got taken care of. We prayed with every single one of them that come through the doors there. And as she was walking out the door, we had somebody else come along and just prayed with her. And again, let me remind you, she was coming not wanting to be disturbed, by the way, when you come to church, a lot of times, Lord, 
I pray you do a wonderful thing in my life, but please don't disturb me. Before she left that day, that young lady, interrupted by God, interrupted by someone who decided to pray with her and tell her a little bit more about Jesus, before she walked away that day, she had come to ask Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. All of a sudden, her life was interrupted. There was a great disturbance that had happened in her life that day that her life will never be the same. I don't know about you, but that truly is the life that I want, even though I fight God on it daily. Because in some, some days I say, God, I, I want you to be in my life, but I just don't want you to be the king of my life. Or there's days that I talk to God and say, God, I love you, but can I do my own thing today? I'm going to be indifferent to the gospel. And then there's these other days, as a matter of fact, where you have these three wise men from the east. And if you'll look at verse 10 with me again, look at verse 10. It says this, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. I wish I could tell you this morning that my heart was always a heart of bowing down to worship the king. But all honesty, I still fight for control of my life. <laughs> There's times that I'm indifferent to God in my life as well. And then I thank God for the times that I am bowing down and worshiping and thanking God that he is in my life. I'm reminded once again also of the idea the birth of Jesus has brought a new king and a new kingdom to this world. A story of man, me and you, seeking after God, looking after God. God, where are you in my life? Where can I find you, God? And then when we finally find him, that's where the disturbance begins. I'm not afraid of disturbances in my life. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being at home tomorrow in Abilene with my mom. I know it's going to be a great disturbance. It's just part of the family life. But when we call Jesus Christ to be the Lord of our life, we are asking him to rearrange our hearts and our lives to worship and adore him. I sing this song again. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. My prayer for you is that God will disturb your life. <laughs> My prayer for you is that you would understand 
that Christ has come into this world to make a difference. He doesn't want anything less than your adoration. He doesn't want anything less than your bowing down before him and exalting him as the king of your life. I'm so glad that God used Micah last night and helped me understand the gathering of trash. There was a purpose there. Just as much as he was concentrated and committed to gathering all that trash last night, how important it is for me to be concentrated and committed to following God. Pray with me. Father, as we close this year, as we come to this place in our life in 2021, Father, we have to ask ourselves that question of what kind of reaction do we have when you come into our life? What kind of reaction has there been caused in our life so much so that we stop everything else and put you in the right place? I ask your forgiveness, Father, for the many times that I've allowed so many other things to come into my life to rearrange my life. And then when I finally realize it, Father, all of a sudden I realize that you are the only one that should be taking place in my life. When I have you in the right place, when I have you in the right place in my heart and mind and thoughts, Father, it is amazing to me how that disturbance, <laughs> how that encounter, how that interruption, Father, causes me to fall more in love with you. Thank you, Father, for reminding me of that and sending the Magi after you had been born to help us understand that we come bearing gifts, gifts of praise and honor and worship. We pray all these things in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.